on the line, it's out. We've got Courtney Walsh, sports writer and journalist for The Australian, and I'm Paul Rowbottom, tennis coach and administrator. How are you, Courtney? Putting up a storm and uh, oh, feeling no. a little shamed. Yeah, we're, we're stinking up the uh, If It's On The Line, It's Out studio right now with our great t-shirts and Dunlop volleys. After uh, we just had a little workout on the uh, <laughs> Beaconsfield uh, tennis courts. And, How uh, do you feel as though you hit him, mate? Uh, look, I didn't feel that bad, but I did get worked over by you, so too good today. <laughs> I was I was very happy with the way I played. <laughs> very good. Now, what's happening actually in the real world? In of the tennis real world well? of tennis, yeah, exactly right. Um, uh, the tour is in Rome this week. Fever uh, Italia. Yes, uh, for the Italian Open. Um, Bernie quitting a blink. Having massive issues, Bernie. Topic in terms of uh, on the court and yeah. uh, publicly off it. Yeah, but the major talent is working their way through to the uh, the final uh, leg for the um, before the French Open. Yeah, I think we saw Nick Kyrgios uh, have another good win overnight, and uh, Dasha Gavrilova beat Simona Halep. So yes. uh, yeah, Mosey's going well. And uh, Serena's back, and so to her sister um, with the pair with the pair teaming up ahead of the Olympics. They'll need to find some form quickly because. Uh, they were trancing their doubles, but I'm pretty sure come the uh, come Rio, they'll be hard to beat. It'll be so emotional. Oh, indeed. Yeah. Um, Novak got up in Madrid. Just mastered it. He uh, look. What what more is there to say about Novak? Yeah. Well, there's nothing to say, is there? He's just a machine. Gets out there, does the job, goes home. And, uh, and give, give, maybe gives Bernie a spray every now and then over media. <laughs> he did do that. <laughs> um, and uh, and and the, and the shock um, and the shock parting of ways between Andy Murray and uh, Emily Moresmo. Haven't felt this broken up since uh, Charlene and Scott moved to oh. the Gold Coast in Vegas. <laughs> Long time ago. Well, I haven't felt this broken up since Craig McLaughlin uh, aired his song Mona. <laughs> <laughs> a tragic, a tragedy. Um, so um, yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna touch on um, uh, Bernie, uh, you know, a little bit uh, a little bit later on, as, as well so as the rest of It just feels like a book. What's bothering Bernie? Oh, I know. We need to spend a weekend at Bernie's, don't we? You do indeed, Paul. <laughs> Um, and we'll touch uh, we'll touch on Aussies aside from uh, the troublesome twosome. Yeah, there's been some news there. We'll uh, look at Jordan yep. Thompson, uh, French Open wildcard, and uh, yep. a few of the girls playing off for a wildcard on the women's side. Yep, and um, and tennis in pop culture. We're going to catch up with Marit Safin and see what he's up to in Russia. Outstanding, outstanding. I understand you've got a, uh, a tip of the week as well. Yes. So we let's, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it all. Okay, let's uh, let's get started. So a quick uh, recap before we uh, discuss uh, the major events of the week. Uh, the main tour was in Madrid, just the one uh, one event on the ATP and WTA tour. They came yes. together. The whole world was watching. Well, <laughs> certainly Australians were in terms of some of the headlines that created uh, after Bernie's backhand folly. But look, in the main, in the men's, we had Novak knock off uh, Andy in a it was pretty tense three set final in Madrid. Uh, yeah. Novak was on top early. Andy really came back. The third was really tight. Yeah. Andy had a lot of break points in the you know five uh, five three down uh, five two down couldn't quite get it. Novak serves it out. Yeah, uh, sorry, yeah Novak, Novak closes it out. So look, he's uh, but Andy's not far off. Like same thing, same thing in in uh, Monte Carlo where you know uh, Andy led uh, Nadal by a set. 
as well. Like he's he's not getting he's not getting pumped, and this is not his best surface. No, I mean it's amazing to think that. Look, he's only won the two Grand Slams, Wimbledon in the US. Maybe the French might be his best chance now against some of these guys. Yeah. Anyway, on the women's side. Yeah, uh, Simona Hallett returned to form on the women's side, uh, thrashing Sam Stoza two and zip in the semi-final. But that's still a great result for good, Sam Stoza. Sam, she's still uh, playing well. Yep. Before trumping uh, uh, Dominika Kel Sibylkova. Sibylkova. That's right. In, in the Open final. Finalist, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, good sign as as she seeks a Grand Slam breakthrough. Um, Nice work under Darren Kane. Oh, we can claim that, can't we? An Aussie connection there. He's been coaching there for the last year, the master coach. Yeah. He's been, uh, well, you know, most of the last sort of six, eight months, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I haven't seen, um, I haven't seen uh, Simona Halep with a uh, a beautiful slice backhand like uh, old Killer did. No, and look, just overnight as we uh, talk, Simona didn't back up in Rome. She was uh, actually trumped by Dasha Gavrilova, the young Aussie. Yes. Week in, uh, she had a good week in uh, Madrid as well and backing some, backing up some semi-final points in Rome last year, so it's good to see her get over the line. Yep. But look, uh, yeah, that's that's what happened on the main tour. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now we're, um, now we're going to talk about Bertie. Like it's, are we, are we, you know, we're beating the drum with Bernie a little bit. But, we're, but we're not the only ones. <laughs> But uh, I feel as though we have to talk about it a little bit because it raises a few questions. So to, re- to recap what the events over the last week and a half yeah. have been. So can you recap the last the, the, the okay. antics of we, uh, Bernie? Yeah, we, well, we discussed his poor looking Madrid wear on the you know, planning his fog nanny last week. <coughs> his return serve, with, well, he basically didn't return serve, but he held the racket yeah. with his butt facing... The court is not, not a not baseball his, type. Not his, not his butt cheeks, the butt of the racket. Butt of the racket. Um, although it basically it was the butt cheeks to the rest of the tennis world. Yes, it was, um, and, and which is which is controversial in itself. Like in itself, as far as he was only five four down. Five four down. You forty know, love. Look, forty love. Possibly like, get back into yeah. it. Yeah, we know it's a stretch, but that's yeah. you know that's uh, look. It just wasn't a good look for a bloke who is well used to not looking that good. Uh, sorry, not, not not well used to not looking that good, but a bloke who's Perception in Australia, well, it borders on, and it's not just Australia, but it borders on people going, who the hell is this guy? What is he doing? Yeah, yeah. So then we follow up in Rome. He gets there. Yes. He's playing against, uh, who's he playing? He's playing um, um, Benoit Pair. Benoit Pair, now you're sure. Now, I had a, co- I had a coach, my longtime coach. <laughs> Bobby Benoit. I never called him Bobby Benoit. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby Benoit. It might be uh, might be a difference between Ballarat pronunciation well, and next, French pronunciation. Well, next time, as speaks. a journal, you come across Benoit, you just go, Benoit Pair. Hey, Benoit, how are Benoit. you? <laughs> how are you? Um, so, he, he, so he's playing um, in Madrid. He play, he's Benoit Pair. He's down, playing there in Yeah. He's up 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. Eight minutes. Eight minutes and pulls the plug. Pulls the plug. Too hot. feel like I'm going to collapse out there, etc. Now... There's a couple of things here. If he is crook, and, and look, he no doubt was feeling off colour. No worries. But it's just that he's, he's basically exhausted the goodwill and the question marks. You know, there's question marks around him completely yes. now. So people say, hey, 2 1, hey, you're up 2 1. Yeah. How about you fight through it a bit more? Yeah, yeah. And look, he's been just ripped in the Australian media this week, of which I'm a part. To be yeah. fair, I uh, haven't actually waited on Bernie this week, but uh, a lot of the discussion in terms of uh, in terms of commentary, there's been a lot of discussion about Bernie. Should he be fit for the Olympics? Yeah, and then the general public 
don't want a bar of him going to the Olympics. So no. they see him as a as a wealthy, well, so what were his selfish, so, selfish non-Olympic. So I think athletes. the most and the most damning thing he's done the last couple of weeks was his comments in a press conference, and I mean you probably know uh, more accurate with your with your quote. Quoting here. Well, look, it was, you know, it, was, it wasn't an impressor. It was uh, to the Gold Coast Bulletin, in his local paper, and he said, yes. well, I'm 23. I'm worth $10 million. Why would I care about a match point? Yeah, and yeah. And it just doesn't go that well with the issue. Yeah. It doesn't actually make sense. No, it doesn't, doesn't make <laughs> sense. I'm not so sure he's worth $10 million, by the way. <laughs> no, I'm, not. I'm sure he's probably uh, charged through a fair bit of that cash, but um, yeah, yeah. fast cars, they don't, uh, they don't come free. No, that's right. So, look, uh, since then, there's been a lot of commentary, like all the major... I suppose columnists in, in, in Australian newspapers have waiting on Mike Burney. Yeah. Should he be going to the Olympics? The Olympic chef demission key. Chiller yeah. waiting on Burney and Kyrgios now. Yeah. Whether Kyrgios should be lumped in the year, I don't think so. I think he should be I think it's separate. I think he's for the most part done nothing wrong at all this year. One yes. little one little outburst at the Australian Open where he uh, had a poor set against Burdich. The Davis Cup stuff where Bernie ripped him. Well, Nick was crook. He looked terribly crook when I saw him at, yeah, at yeah, Keenan yeah. on the Wednesday. So you were there. Oh, he was crook. He was crook. Yeah. Uh, so, look, as an aside, Nick fired back on Twitter saying, well, if she doesn't want to take us, you know, who's she going to get to fill our boots? You know? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and Nick's, Nick's fine. I'm sure he's thinking, why the hell am I lumped in here? Yeah. <laughs> I did write a, a piece in Saturday's Australian uh, just pointing out that Bernie, well, Bernie's... Committed to a tournament in Mexico. In Mexico, at the same time, so yeah. all this discussion, I think about Bernie is moot. Yeah, I think he's going to have Mexico to play. Yeah, and, and it makes good sense. Oh, I, I think it makes good sense too. I don't, I don't, I don't blame him if there's wide, widespread, you know, allegations that you know he's not going to be chosen or whatever. What he's a professional. It's his job. It's his professional it's tennis player. He's he's paid to. Um, he'll, be, he'll be paid to play in Mexico. Yes. And, and he also has points to defend. That's right. The ramifications of um, of not uh, of the ATP tour and not defending those points as he drops rankings. And, and that US, US Open seeding would be at risk. Yeah. And so he, it affects his year. It's, it's, and, and with the Olympics, no no um, no points and no um, no uh, you know cash on offer there. Yeah. Um, the cash aside, no no points. Yeah. I think is more important and and. Um, I think it's. I agree. I think what's for, for the public perception, as I said, he's been slammed in Australian media, TV, yes. radio, yeah. every pundit, holier than now, as it may sound, yeah. has had a crack at him. Yes. Would it make sense for him to go to Rio to behave if he was selected, try and win a medal? Does that make any difference publicly? Yes. I you think it does? I reckon it would. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm not so sure. I reckon it might get lost in the uh, in the overall games anyway. Yeah, I think tennis does anyway. A little bit, unless unless you have unless we have. Well, if Bernie does get to a final, unless Bernie or Federer get to a final, you know, tennis is a bit tennis gets a bit lost. I think uh, at the Olympics, but um, I don't know. Where do you see him going forward from here? I remember a young a young uh, Bolateri uh, alumni, um, Andre. And, yeah, Andre. Um, causing all sorts of controversy when he was about 18, 19, um, in an ad saying images everything. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of in the same ballpark as what, um, as, as what Bernie has said about, you know, he's worth that amount, who cares sort of thing. That's what Andre was saying. Andre is beloved by everyone, you know, open up with Andre, you know, he's a, he's the, uh, he's the tennis philosopher these days. Um, and he, I mean, 
uh, granted, he played until he was 35 and gave it a gave, gave the public second, a fair bit of time. Second coming in his 30s. That's right, and there's been a lot of second comings. Um, but I don't think anyone has mentioned money. No, really, this blatantly. And look, I can't see Bernie being a tennis philosopher. Uh, look, as I said, the point, the point made... When but you, they, 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 might, they might have said that about Agassi back then as well. That's possibly true. That's probably true. But when you, the thing is, when you see Bernie actually behind closed doors in tournaments after he's done his press obligations, which he is obliged to do, he's chatty. Yeah. Another colleague of mine who works for, uh, for AAP, Darren Walton, he said, he's, you know, he was defending him a little bit, saying, well, he's the one bloke who walks into the presser and asks me, How's your family? How are your kids? Yeah, yeah. Like, he has got that personal side to him. Yes. And so I just, it's, 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 it's that weird, he's yeah. an enigma. As we know, he's an enigma of the way he plays. Yeah. He's an enigma on the court. Perhaps what he should do is just skip the clay circuit entirely because... Yeah, and that's what we said. I think we said that last podcast, yeah. didn't we? we, we that got, he we should... got a couple of Aussies playing uh, challenges in the last last few weeks in Korea. Milman, yeah. ranked top 100. Sam Groth, ranked top 100. Now, Groth's here for a different reason. He needs to find some form and win. Yeah. But they're not, they'll, they'll get to the French, get their pay packet. If they win a couple of rounds, fantastic. Yeah. Bernie might be able to win a couple of rounds there. Yeah. Fantastic. But really, it's just, he always seen him as just get beaten first round, first round, first round. Yes. Clearly not really wanting to be there. Yeah. And. And, there's, and, and, and in the past, there has been um, players that have done that. And as, look, I don't want to harp on Beckenham. <laughs> what a tournament <laughs> it ca- is. The, yeah, Cashy, you know, he used to, he used to you know, Straight out of Paris, as soon as he lost in the opening rounds of the French Open, get over to the, uh, get, 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 the over, get over to the UK and start start uh, playing on the blades of, and um, you know maybe that's that's Bernie's um, sort of uh, call for the next little while. But you know I, I'm sort of um, I don't condone his behaviour and mentioning money I think is uh, alienates him from the from the Australian public. However, you just never know what's behind the scenes no. uh, with a tennis pro. And, and, and he mentioned he was 23. Yeah, he is 23, and he is um, uh, worth that amount of money. And we've seen a lot of footy players, not not uh, a lot, a lot of young footy players, not able to handle money. The, the money and the ex, and the exposure they get. And with tennis, there's two. There's not there's two players in Australia that that get all the attention, as opposed to a footy player. He's got two. He's got 23 teammates, 40 on the club. Yeah. And 750 in terms of AFL players we're talking here. Yeah, and I think to take the attention away to keep them grounded. Yeah, that's right. And we're, and it's and it is it is easy to have a go. It is easy to have a go at him, and he's done the wrong thing. And you know, people should mention it and, and all that sort of stuff. But I think everyone deserves a second chance. But and uh, it's just worth thinking about what's going on behind the scenes, and we never know. No, that's fair. And look, he might still be bothered with that wrist injury. Who knows? Yes, that's right. So we'll see what comes. Come the grass court circuit for Bernie, I think. Now, enough about Bernie. We've got um, we've got some more news about um, a very famous player-coach relationship breaking up. Andy Murray and uh, Emily Moresmo. And um, you know he was pegged with questions uh, when hiring when hiring her, and then pegged with pegged with questions uh, when the partnership finished. That's sort of true. Look, I don't know if anyone remembers Marinko Manasetti, old Mad Dog. Yeah, saying, "Well, I wouldn't do it." And look, it was really a, I suppose, it raised the issue of gender in yeah. tennis. Some blokes saying, "Well, there's no way a woman can coach a top line athlete." Now, I think. I personally think that's folly if you're a, if you're a coach. I think I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> Absolute folly. And look, clearly Andy, he didn't win a slam under Moresmo, but God, he made uh, he made finals. 
He won titles. Didn't really slip down the rankings. I think you'll find he's sitting he's at three this week only because even though Federer didn't play Madrid last week, yeah, Murray didn't defend his points. Yeah. He didn't win the title, so he slipped. A, he slipped a ranking. But, I think uh, it's a, uh, and I think it's a really it's a, it's a tough job, and you very quickly found out if you're not good at it. Yeah, and and she and look, that that partnership I think clearly worked. Now what's happened? She's had a she's had a kid. Yeah, fantastic. They haven't spent as much time together. And look, it was curious. Oh, going back a few weeks ago, you noticed that she was actually not sitting in the coach's box. She was sitting in the stands. Now, there was some yeah. speculation she was getting sick of Andy going to carry on. Whether that's the case... Carrying on on court. Carrying on the court. Whether that's the case, the truth that, who knows, she may have just been looking at it from a different vantage point. Which yeah. Also, it's a matter now. Once, look, they've announced they're finishing up. She wants to spend more time with her family. He understands that completely. He's a yeah. young father himself, as yeah. we know. Uh, but he was pegged about big questions about this again. And he's saying, well, hang on. Okay, it's a breakup, but I didn't see Roger Federer getting these questions when Edberg finished up to spend more time with his family. Yeah. So he, he thinks it's a bit of a double standard as he did at the start. And, yeah. And with, and look, I, I think it's absolutely legitimate to ask questions about why it's finished. Yeah. I think there's no issue with that. Yeah. But you can see his point of view in a way. So look, what it means for now, I look, there's been names thrown up in various English papers, and I don't know how that happens because you'll get pressure from the editor saying, who's, who do you want, who's the next one? Who's, who's yeah. the coaching? So it's been like Lendl. Now Lendl's looking who, who coached him obviously with great success. Yes, he's uh, he's coaching six top line American juniors at the moment. Yeah, look, he can bring him in as a consultant, obviously. Yeah, from time to time, Martina's been thrown up. <laughs> the wow. perfect fit for Murray to oh. I think to uh, to one of the English papers. <laughs> now Martina's uh, partnership with uh, Agnieszka Rudwanska didn't go so well. She went through a bit of a form slump when they teamed up. Yep. Who's to say it's very early days? I reckon Andy can go okay by himself for the next little while. He had Bjorkman coming for a little while last year. I don't think it's a yeah. Wow, you know, well, I suppose we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely. But, like but, I mean, his, as I said, his form is really good. We discussed it on Clay. Yeah. Uh, coming to the French, you still think Djokovic is obviously the outright favourite, understandably. Yeah. He's going to be right there. I think Murray's yep. sort of going to be right there, and then come the grass court season again. It's stuff he loves. Yeah, definitely. And um, I think, um, you know, with, with, with Andy, I think he has got a bit of a point. I think it's been, you know, um, like on one hand, you've got to expect the questions because I think they're breaking ground a little bit like a top flight, a top flight male with a female coach. It's, um, I don't think it's an issue of um, uh, whether, whether, whether a female coach can coach a, uh, you know, a top flight male. That's, of course, of course they can. But it's just uh, it just hasn't happened before, I suppose. You know, oh well, not that often anyway. No, that, so, that, yeah, that makes sense. Well, look, you know, I suppose uh, in terms of coaching advice, uh, we're going to throw to you in terms of uh, your tip of the week. All right, we'll be back right back with that in a sec. Uh, now we're going to talk about uh, Paul's. Coaching tip of the week. Now, fair to say, I could have done with the uh, advice. Uh, I've just sent a first hand out there on the tennis court. Um, banged about three big first serves. Serve volley. Now, there might be a bit of wisdom about serve volley on, on the car anyway. And uh, and Paul's ripped three backhand, off backhand winners past me. <laughs> I, caught, I, caught, I caught it late. Uh, to be fair. I caught him late. Yeah, well, and then, I'm, <laughs> and then I'm getting some kickers and uh, just not able to handle the kick serve on, uh, you know, to my backhand. Um, well, it was interesting because... Um, when we started playing, you ripped a couple of big kick serves to my backhand, and I didn't control them at all. And um, and and I always go back to this now um, when when I'm returning 
I've been a bit reactionary with my body in the past where, you know, you have a kick serve, the ball's rising, and you feel as though your body's telling you it's got to rise too, um, you know, and to, you know, and to sort of even, you know, maybe even one leg lifts off the ground so you're a bit off balance and then your head lifts and then it sort of shortens up your swing so you can't really hit through the ball anymore because you're leaning, you know, you're leaning back. A fair bit. So, um, and, and look, and just to make it clear, and I'm sure your average tennis player, every average player from club club land all the way through will know what a kick serve is. The one that's her, yeah, you're basically hitting a bit of your top spin, lands in, hits the court, and jumps up. Yes, almost like an off breaking cricket, but uh, jumps up and makes it very hard to hit. That's so, right. So it's a safe if you can hit. It's a very it's actually a safe serve, but it's an attacking serve as well. That's right, and you, you know you have to you have to swing very very quickly for a kick serve, and it's. You know, if you, if you can imagine a ball um, surrounded by a clock, the top's 12, bottom six, you hit, you're trying to hit the ball at about 7 o'clock and ripping through to about 1 or 2. For sure. Yeah. So it, it bounces it bounces out to the left a little bit, and um, and that's where uh, players with their backhands really struggle. Yeah. And one, so, and, and so one what's thing, the key? What do you think? One thing, I think the main thing is um, that we've got you've got to stay grounded. Okay. I think if you've got, if you've got the technique... I think you uh, you know you do your split step, you move in, but I think um, you got to let your racket do the work so okay. you can hit through it. And I, like for myself, I try and stay as grounded as I can when returning. And you watch any professional player live, and it's very very obvious that they're very relaxed on their returns, and it's sort of um, it's almost like par for the course that they're going to get it back in. So even even though even though the ball's spinning prodigiously, bouncing away from them. Yeah, if you're moving in the right direction, um, I think you can get there and, and stay grounded a fair bit, or at least try to, so you can, you, so your racket can move through the ball and go a little bit deeper. I think um, if you if you're reacting um, and moving back or lifting the head or lifting one leg, I think the the, the, um, the returns drop a little bit short. So relax, trust your eye, hit through it. Yeah, and don't panic. Don't panic. Easier said than done, as I said. I. Uh... Just sprayed a couple out there, but that makes sense. <laughs> uh, so now to uh, Aussie Watch. Now, look, we've been discussing Tomek Kyrgios. We talked about Dash's good win, so we'll just uh, we'll race through this pretty quickly. Jordan Thompson broke into the top 100 last week. We talked about him. He's been earned a wild card into the French under the reciprocal agreement, which is absolutely deserved. Yeah, good news for him is he'll get... You know, direct entry into Wimbledon as well. So it gives them a good chance to build a strong base. The women are having a playoff. They haven't awarded it in the last couple of years to the Australian. Not feeling, the Australian's not feeling like there was a girl strong enough or in a good enough position to get it. I think it's a good decision to play a wild, wild card. I think it's, you know, a chance that's gone to waste. So we've got uh, Arena Rodenova, who was part of the Fed Cup team on the double side. Jessica Moore, the uh, West Aussie, who's now starting to get to mid-20s, uh, was a really nice sort of young player. And she's hung around and she's sort of playing okay. Made a mind coaster actually for quite a period. Olivia Rogowska, who was on the verge of a breakthrough on the top 100 this time a year ago. I watched her play at the French. Up a set and leading in the second in the opening round. Fell apart in the uh, third and really slipped off the radar. No. Now, she's Melbourneian girl. She's been based in uh, Florida. She's, she's a nice player. It'd be nice to see her come to the fore. Yep. And look, Priscilla Hun's the one that's coming through. She's picked up a... You know, a, a, a lower level tournament in the last week in Europe has a lot of talent. 18, 18 years old, I think, or just Whoa. about 18. Interesting to see who comes through, but it's good to see them awarding that 
In terms of the yes. men, as we, we touched briefly on Sam Groth, he'd had a lot of first round losses in a row and was like blowing out in the ranking. He's won a couple of matches in Korea this week. If he can hang on, get to the French, you never know, maybe get a yes. get a win there. But hang on in terms of the ranking so he gets to the grass court season. He should be okay from then on, grass courts, hard courts through the US. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that'll happen. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, it's uh, it means a lot. What does it What does it mean to break into the top hundred? Look, basically, it means that once they're in there, they've got a free hit for the next year. Because look, there'll be a couple of ATP tournaments and WTA tournaments which will be on them. But those weeks where there's three ATP tournaments and a couple of WTA tournaments, you're rocking up. You can get a spot in the main draw. Yeah. The difference is you're playing for, and if you win a couple of main draw matches, big points, you go up the rankings. Yes. If you're say between you know, if you're ranked 120 and you're still playing in those challenges, it's just so hard to make ground unless you yeah. actually win the title yeah. or to make a significant amount of money. So, look, now that he's in, Job Thompson's in the top 100. He's worked really hard. Yeah. He's got in. He hasn't really got a lot of points to defend for the next period. Yeah, so, let's so hope he can really he can make, build yeah, on that. Let's hope he has some good results. Now, it's, oh, it's not easy, obviously, at ATP level. He might drop back, but we'll see what happens from here. Great. The serious stuff aside, of course, with uh, you know, the Aussie Watch, uh, let's go to the fun stuff to finish off. What have you got for us in pop culture this week? Well, it's actually pretty serious, Walshie. What do you mean, serious? Oh, it's, it's just serious. It's a serious stuff. Marit Safin, he hasn't, um, he hasn't gone too light-hearted. In his, I, think, I think his tennis career was more light-hearted than what he's doing now. I when he was smoking the water pipes in Russia <laughs> during tournaments and... Uh, <laughs> The bevy of blondes that appeared in the box oh, through the Australian Open. Who knows where they came from? Yeah, he's um, look. You know, he's uh, he's known as the uh, you know the Federer Dominator yeah. a little bit. Wow, the, yeah, uh, most one of the most talented players <clears throat> I've ever seen. Anyway, I think he's uh, he was just great. But famously, since... famously denied Leighton Hewitt that Aussie. Well, not denied. He earned that, that Australian yes. Open final in two thousand and five. Australia had won one since Edo in seventy six. Leighton was going to be the man. Wasn't to be. Married yes. too strong. Now, since retiring, uh, Safin has been on the on the Russian Tennis Federation um, as as a member of the committee. Well, that doesn't sound very pop culture to me. No, it's not really pop culture. Well, this yeah, well, this is borderline pop culture. Ah, interesting. Borderline pop culture. It depends whether they're popular or not. Right. Who are we, <laughs> what are we talking about here? We're talking about politicians. Well, hang on. I mean, it might be timely because, of course, the Australians have just announced an election. They're on yes. day uh, day four of a marathon, or day, they count backwards, day 51 of a marathon eight-week campaign. Yes. Obviously, the US... Uh, pales in comparison. Pales in US. comparison <laughs> with uh, the Trump just about having secured the nomination and uh, uh, Hillary Clinton and Sanders still battling away. That'll probably go to Hillary and then yes. you know, we'll see uh, oh, Trump go up against Hillary. What? Uh, look, I, I, impossible look, to imagine, but... Is he a Trump-type character? Uh, I, I think he is. <laughs> really? That's so, so he was on the Russian Olympic Committee as well. And um, and then uh, in 2011, uh, Safin was elected uh, uh, to the Russian parliament as a member of uh, Vladimir Putin's uh, United Russia Party. Well, I suppose you'd suit the uh, strongman mold, wouldn't you? Oh, I know. Intimidating. I wouldn't want him gazing at me across the. Uh, gives me, I suppose, from the other side of the house. Gives me a Rocky Four type feeling. Really? Wow. <laughs> the old Saffin. He voted in support of legislation um, in the Russian Parliament banning the adoption of Russian orphans by U, uh, U.S. citizens. So he's really like he's he's not he's not just. Um, 
you know, sitting in his palace, you know, sipping, you know, short blacks. He's, he's you know, he's right in there. He's having a crack. I would have thought that the <laughs> US would have been fairly kind to him through the, uh, through the years, but perhaps, well, perhaps, he, perhaps as a man, he, just a Starbucks coffee, he couldn't handle it. And uh, yeah. no, no Russian child should grow up with Starbucks coffee. No, I know. Most of those dollars are in US, aren't they, Ray? I would have thought so. <laughs> So that's uh, so that's what he's doing. Is he still uh, is he still flexing his uh, muscles uh, in still, the Putin party? Yeah, he's still flexing his muscles right now. Yeah. So so we'll we'll wait and see what uh, you know what what becomes of that. Maybe we could see a presidency. Wow, wouldn't that president? Maybe, maybe we could we could see Marat and Trump just going you know you know on on, on the TV having talks, shaking hands. Next thing you'll tell me that Pat Cash is going to run for the Labor Party. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Wow, uh, yeah. we had Peter Garrett. A legislation to bring wash, bring, bring back stonewash jeans. Cashy, I reckon Cashy. there's a, I reckon there's a moment in pop culture there somewhere. Uh, there, there, many, many. <laughs> So it's about time to wrap it up, Walshy. Um, have we got any? Have we got anything else? Or that's about it. Oh, I need to rehydrate. But look, uh, you can find us. Uh, on our Twitter handle at, at onthelinersout.com. Yep. We're also on Podbean at uh, www.podbean.com. So those, for, are, so those of you who aren't on Facebook yeah, or Twitter. Search for On The Liners Out. Obviously on our Facebook pages, Courtney Walsh, the Australian, and uh, Paul Robottom, uh, Innovative Tennis Management. Yep. Uh, but look, as always, Paul. If it's on the line. It's out. Is it? I'm not sure. If it's on the line, if it's on the line, if it's on the line, if it's on the line.